welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Thank you. Thanks, church. Please be seated. Thanks, Frost. We've got the bottle cap on the glass. He pulled a number on me last time and half unscrewed it. Is that not the most psychotic thing you've ever heard? I put it, I tried to open it like this and it went, anyway, it went all over me. So we've, thank you. How's it going? Thank you, band. They look so cool standing up here. Is this like, I think there's like the coolest five people in the church. Just like all just like sitting around. Beth's got a leather jacket. Brendan's got the ironic nerd hipster glasses. Like just what a team. Okay, I'm so excited. Um, let me share some scripture with you. This is Jesus talking to the disciples in at the Last Supper, so this was his last time with them all together before he was about to be crucified. He knew that this was what was coming and so he was imparting, you know, final thoughts of wisdom. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And then if we go down to John, um, sorry, this is John 14. Oh, Kathy, she's on it. Thank you. Um, Verse 25, it says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to you remembrance all the things that I said to you. So who's ever travelled to another country? Totally foreign city. It's, it's a big thing and it can be kind of daunting because you've got to know what's going on. You get off the plane, you get organised and you have to kind of sort yourself out. And it takes quite a bit of research and you know, effort, especially if you want to have a good trip. Like go to like nice places to eat and interesting sites not just kind of walk down the main street and be like all right this is you know so it's a lot and I you know it can almost be a little bit tiring or like work you know because you're like okay we're here we've got to go here like navigating forget if it's in another language you know and you're like uh what metro hang on this one change like it's it's a really you know you're kind of on like it's a full-on task and sometimes when you know I travel like that like you get back to the hotel and you're just like I'm like a bit tired you know but what about when you travel with a local? That is the best. It's so you, because you complete all of that goes completely out the window, and you just like a child again. You just like take me around. <laughs> like we um, go to Amsterdam every so often for work, and so we're all kind of on our phones and sorting out where we are, and we want to go to this place. And and then every now and then we'll be with a local, some of our friends that are Dutch and lived in Amsterdam and stuff, and. It, the whole thing changed. We're like, no, we want to go to that place. Take us, you know, and they just take us around. And even places we don't even know. They're like, no, trust me, come here, get on this metro. You know, it's all in Dutch and, you know, 
get off here. Oh, wow, this is great. Yeah, you know, like it's such a different experience because you completely yield to the wisdom and knowledge of this other person. And it, it, there's no, it doesn't take any strength. Like it's so pleasant. There's no sense of like, okay, I'll let you, you know, it's like, yes, take me. Like you want us to have a good day, a good meal, a good trip, and you know how to do it. So by all means. Well, you can see where I'm going with this. If you can't, then, well, strap yourself in. But anyway, um, so that's the Holy Spirit with us. This is actually how we were designed to live. The Holy Spirit just taking us to have a great day, a great life. And it doesn't have to sort of hurt. I think we get this thing about obedience and following the Holy Spirit. Like I've got to, they've got to pull apart all of my will. It's like, it can be, it's nice. It's so nice. So this is the Holy Spirit when Jesus talks about him coming. Jesus is going, he's leaving the earth physically, but he's not leaving us orphans. He's bringing a helper, someone to walk with us and be with us and lead us, the Holy Spirit. And so in this series, we're talking about different elements of the Holy Spirit and um, sort of elements that relate to him, symbols, if you will. Um, And we've talked about the seal. We had water the first week and how that is sort of almost like a a metaphor, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And um, this week we're talking about the wind and how that is like the Holy Spirit because the wind leads us and takes us. And as we'll, we'll look at these scriptures, the word in the Bible for, so this is in the Greek, pneume, this word, is the same word for wind and for spirit, like it literally interchangeable. So sorry if my Greek pronunciation wasn't right, Ruth, but I'm trying. <laughs> um, so it's literally interchangeable, like it can be translated as spirit as well as wind. And so this is like a very deliberate connection that God wants us to identify and go with. And the thing, as I was thinking about this, because there's, there's lots of these different connections. So there's oil, Holy Spirit as the dove, wind, water, fires. I think the last week, that's going to be amazing. God's not like a poet looking for a good metaphor. God existed as God, Holy Spirit, the Father, Jesus, the whole Trinity, before the universe existed. So they were there and then he created the universe and all the elements in it, the earth, fire, earth, wind, fire, all of it. And it wasn't like, wow, fire is so cool. Like that wind is crazy. That's like kind of like the Holy Spirit. Like, wow, do you see that? Yeah, that's, he created them afterwards. So the Holy Spirit existed and he wanted to have elements on the earth that reminded us of the Holy Spirit, that, that connected us to the Holy Spirit. So, you know, there's a bit of a new age philosophy around some of these elements, you know, the healing properties of water and, you know, fire and all different kinds of sort of wrong thinking, I guess. But there is actually, you know, there is kind of almost like a spiritual thing, you know. There is some sort of big godly thing going on when we dive into the ocean, you know, or gaze at a campfire. Like you can kind of 
like you can go with that. It's not new agey. Like see God in that because he created them and he wanted them to be pictures of him and his Holy Spirit. So t- today the, the, the thing is, is the wind and this is how the Holy Spirit leads us, how he leads us like a local, you know, how he takes us in, in and through our days with direction and wisdom and prompting. So we're just going to talk about a little bit of like the characteristics of the wind and the Holy Spirit and how, what does that look like? How do we kind of do that? So one of the things with the wind and, and when with the Holy Spirit prompts us, we're met with a choice because we are free will beings. So we're not so overwhelmed. And it's like this with wind. Like it's almost, I don't know if you've ever physically been knocked over. Like you can feel the strength, but you can kind of choose how you respond to it. And the Holy Spirit's the same. Like we get prompted, but it's not, we get to then choose how we respond. And there's two choices and only two. You can go with it or you can resist. There's a third one, which I think we all like to try and pull off, which we can't, which is sort of change the wind. Like, look, I hear, I feel you, I get it. I feel you're trying to send me and I get it. But hear me out. I don't think that that person wants me to talk to them because that's annoying. I wouldn't want, so trust me, I actually think... I'm with you, let's flow, but why don't we flow over here? You know, like we don't, you know, and that you can't do that. You fly a kite in the wind and it's going over here. You're like, no, okay, let's, it goes straight to the ground, straight to the ground. So those are the choices. We go with it and we flow and we obey and we relent and yield and discover whatever exciting thing the Holy Spirit has for us, or we don't. Those are the options. And, you know, scarily, it can get pretty easy to resist because the Holy Spirit prompts in different kinds of ways, but it's rarely this big yelly voice that wakes you up. You know, like, it's the still small voice. 1 Kings 19.11, the Lord says to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then you, you may be familiar with the passage. So this violent, roaring wind comes. The Lord is not in the wind. Then this crazy earthquake splits open the earth. He's not in the earthquake. Then a fire comes. He's not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper or a still, small voice. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave because he heard the voice and he knew that it was God. And so that is how the Holy Spirit leads us sometimes. You know, it's there, but it's, it's subtle. It's a breeze, you know, it's, a, it's an unction. And so it can get pretty easy if we're not interested to just go, oh, okay, oh, little breeze, buff, you know, buffet that away and carry on with our lives. But we ought not to. We should go with it. Feel it and go with it because it's awesome. Sometimes it's for big, full-on life things, but it can just be daily things that, like, he wants the best for us. I don't know. I, I, 
I know sometimes it, I've, because I've had it too, where you feel like everything God wants you to do is going to be like embarrassing or just like you're going to miss out on stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's all the, don't do all the fun things, do all the awkward, embarrassing things. Like that's God's plan for us. You know, like it's just not true. Like he really wants the best for us every day. Like this is a silly little example, but um, I usually walk to work and it was pouring down rain. So I walked down um, to the station, to Central Station, and um, I couldn't find my Opal card. It wasn't in my wallet, it wasn't in my bag or pockets. And so I was just going to walk through the thing because there was one open and I was like, I'm good for it, it's fine. <sighs> Sorry, mum. I usually, I usually preach when mum and dad are away. So this is, I'm, I'm very aware of them there. <laughs> um, but... Um, and I was just going to do that. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm going like two stops. It's like a cheap, you know, right. And I really, I just felt like, go and get a ticket. And I'm like, okay. Like, there wasn't even somewhere to buy a ticket where I was at the station. So I had to walk out into the rain, into the street, back out, round, you know, central station, big station, go find, buy the ticket, whatever, $2.43, single trip, go through, get to Martin Place. I come out. There are like, guards lined up at every single turnstile the whole thing there is absolutely no way I would have gotten through I would have at worst had to pay like the $300 fine or more likely maybe just be sorry and awkward and I don't know get a warning and be late for work anyway so it was like oh thank you Holy Spirit like I just thought that he was just prompting me because it's like do the right thing don't steal a train trip you know which is fine and you're like fine okay I'll obey and do that but actually wow even more than that like blessing my life in just good little ways and the thing is it's so we rarely appreciate those moments because we often only identify them when it's the opposite and we're like I knew I shouldn't have I felt like I shouldn't get in I felt like I wasn't supposed to you know and you're like no it'll be fine it'll be fine and then oh wow the whole day falls apart or my whole life I don't know what choices you're making but you know like (laughs) You know, like, we often are like, oh, I so should have done, you know, that, isn't that the worst feeling in the world when you're like, I knew, I should, I felt that thing. We don't have, we can actually go with the voice, go with the wind, feel like it's for the best. It really is for the best. There's no, there's no real true logical reason why we would, this is the creator of the universe. This is our heavenly father. He's the king And he's our loving father. And he's looking up at above at everything going on and saying, go that way. Do we really think that we can sort it out better than that? Do we really think, no, 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 trust me. I don't need a ticket. I'm fine. Like, it's fine. You know, like, go with the wind. So he prompts us in all kinds of ways. And some of it can be quite spiritual and intense and some of it can be every day buy your ticket you know don't don't watch that show even shows that are like not really that bad but I don't know has anyone seen Gossip Girl every time I go to watch Gossip Girl it's about high school it's like it's not it but I just feel like Holy Spirit's like no 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 it's just just got a not a bad just not got a good spirit on it Little things, you know, towards certain people. Go and just spend time with that person. Get around them. Go and love. Or just maybe don't, don't hang out with them again. You, you can give, live, leave them alone. You know, like little things. How to love one another. How to navigate relationships. How to be productive at work. I'm really into this. Like if I feel overwhelmed sometimes at work, you know, when it's like this thing. Oh, and this thing. Oh, and this email. And now this, you know, and you... 
And I just feel like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I, like, where do I start? What do I, he can really guide us. It's really cool. And then it's like, wow, that was so strategic that that is done because now this, you know, like, use it. It's like this unfair advantage that we get over all our colleagues, everybody, because like, we, again, he's looking from above, like, so it's really cool, like, tap into it, be like, all right, where's the wind sort of directing me? And you don't have to get weird about it, like, carry on, live your life, but just be sensitive to this wind, because it is there. And it's how we were designed to live, and this is the thing, when we go with it, there's so much peace, like, it's the wind in our sails, literally. And then we start to get some momentum because in those little choices can be a couple of big ones. And then the next thing you know, you're on this path, you're going on. I don't mean like, <laughs> I always do this, like this is godly and this is ungod. Like, sorry guys, like, you know. Um, and we get this momentum, the wind in our sails. It's so cool. And you know, there's some kind of cranky, miserable people even Christians who are just like plodding along against this heavy wind just like no I'm doing the and it's like you're so annoyed about whatever maybe flow with this wind a bit better because it's how we were designed to live and it is bigger than us because yes it's these little everyday blessings but sometimes it can be more than that and we just don't we just don't know we don't know we don't know what's going on the other day I was walking and I walk past, you know, a quite a bit of, a lot of homeless people most days around work and stuff. And, you know, you just carry on, whatever. But I just, there was this one person that I, this girl who I just really noticed and felt like I should go and sort of, I don't know, talk to her or something. And I just was like, no, I want to, I was late for my gym class. I want to go like, and it was just like, no, go. And then I was like, I don't even have any money. Like that's... You can't just be like, hi, you know. And then I was reminded, like, Peter and John, like, they didn't have money. It was, they had a, something else, like. So I was like, mm. So I turned around and, like, walked back to her and just, hi, and just prayed for her, chatted a little. It was brief, you know. It wasn't some crazy thing, but just prayed with her and got her name, spoke to her for a bit, and then just carried on. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know where she's at. Like, that's just all I felt to do. So I did. And, and we can do these little things because we just don't know. We're part of a bigger picture, all of us. And, and don't miss, like, your part. In, don't miss your role because you just don't know how critical it is. We, d- we, we don't know. And so there is trust involved and there is mystery. I love this verse in Isaiah 55, um, verse 8 and 9. It says... For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So we can find a lot of sort of peace and comfort in that because we don't have to understand it. You're like, I don't get it, Lord. Like, she didn't get saved. She didn't get healed. It's like, we don't have to always know what's going on. Just trust in the mystery that God is a lot, lot, lot bigger than us. But he is prompting us. He is compelling us. He is leading us. And we just flow. There's this amazing story in our family. So mum's grandmother, my great-grandmother, was on a train. She was one of ten children, so when she was a little girl, and they were going through country New South Wales, so 
long train trip and it was the middle of the night and there was 10 kids, five girls, five boys and they were woken up by their father, John Shellshear, and he said, we're getting off the train and it's like the middle of the night. So they did. They got at the tiny little random stop, get off the stop, all the luggage, all the kids out, you know, just in the middle of, like it's, this was a long time ago, so not a lot of light, I imagine. And that was it. And that train derailed. And everyone died? No, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> Would have been a little bit better, but anyway, <laughs> for the story. <laughs> I even didn't follow up. They, it derailed, like this crazy, dramatic, dangerous accident. And they just, he just felt the Holy Spirit get off the train. And it's like, seriously? Like, everyone's asleep. Like, re- you know, there's all the reasons not to, but it was like, okay, I don't know why. I have no idea why this makes no sense, but I'm going to do it because that's where the wind is prompting us. And it didn't save their life, but it saved them from some horrible, crazy, dramatic accident. And that's the mystery. Like, and sometimes that, those, it's sort of so clear, wow, that's why. And other times not. But either way, we just obey and we flow with it. And the thing is, it's so... Can you imagine how he felt when he found out that what happened to that train? Can you imagine? It's so exhilarating. Like, you know, and it's because it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. But he's talking to us and leading us. You know, like when you're in, swept up in one of these crazy strong winds and you just feel and it's like oh my goodness like there's so there's just a bigness about it you know that's so exhilarating and kind of unpredictable it can be really fun you know the it's the Holy Spirit can lead us in how we worship God you know and I'm so blessed that we have you know a band and worshipers who practice and rehearse and plan songs and you know, they post the set list on Tuesday and people practice and then they come in and they rehearse. And, but everyone on stage is prepared to throw it all out the window for whatever it is that the Holy Spirit wants to do. All right, no, nah, we're not doing that song. We're just going to stay here. Oh, we're just going to sing this refrain. Oh, the Lord's, you know, and that is part of it. The Holy Spirit, the wind, and he prompts us to worship God. And we can have that in our own devotional life too. Like when you pray, you feel like, oh, I, I feel like maybe I'll kneel, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll you know, dance around my living room or I'll sing, I'm going to put on this, oh yeah, this song, I'm going to play this song and, and sing to God or I'm going to read this passage and I'm going to pray this passage over that person. And, you know, sometimes you feel like, okay, God, devotional time, yes, I'm doing it. You sit down and you're like, I don't know, praying, you know, but you can tap into the this wind. It can really lead you in your connection with the Father. So do that because it's so much fun and you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen, church. Like you don't know when revival's going to break out. You don't know what your little thing is going to change someone's life forever, for eternity. We don't know. You know, sometimes I pray this. I'm like, surprise me, God. Like surprise. Like I like I like surprises. I don't want to just you know have it. I know exactly how it's all going to go out. I want the surprise, and He's up for it because He's unpredictable. You know, I love the day of Pentecost. Um, this was, so Jesus dies. He goes, he resurrects. If, sorry, spoiler alert. Jesus came back um, and goes to heaven. And then he says, wait here. Because like this helper that I spoke about, he's coming. I'm going to send it. So it says, when the day of Pentecost came, 
they, all the sort of followers, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We can experience this stuff. We can get together and go, all right, where's this wind going to blow? What's going to happen? It's so exciting. And don't you love that they were all together? Like there's a real unity in this wind because if you're swept up in a crazy wind, probably maybe, you know, depending on where they're at, like the person there could feel it too. Like, and, and that's how it's sort of supposed to be. Like they were all together and then this wind came. Like I had this picture when I was praying over this message of the earth, like you could sort of see the whole kind of the curve of the globe and this sort of just wind moving over the earth, like this just wind like this. And, and that's the thing because wind comes from somewhere and it goes somewhere. So... Yes, the wind prompts us in daily things and things to bless other people and worship together here and pray to God. But even bigger, there's a move. There's a, there's a like the winds of change. You know, there's this there's a wind that can move across whole churches and communities and nations. And and we need to tap into that. We you know, there's this prophetic thing there's more going on than just day to day go to work go to church clap our hands like there's more and and we can be part of that that same wind that you know Bill Johnson and Bethel you know like whatever's going on on the earth like we can be part of that same movement and why not church why not don't you want more don't you want to step into this glorious blowing wind it's so great don't miss out. Don't miss out. It's so unifying, you know, these winds when they come and then they, they move on, like that, that connects us. And I've never felt closer to people than when we've had this amazing prayer meeting, church service moment, fellowship in the courtyard, like, like that community, that, that wind blowing in around all of us, that is what unites us. So be part of it. That was like longer than you're supposed to pause. <laughs> I just like pushed it out a bit far, but that's okay. <laughs> Still thirsty. Not as experienced, guys, with the water. Okay, so he unites us and he prompts us. And this is just a cool story. Does everyone know Machine Gun Preacher? Do you know this guy, Sam Childers? Look him up, read his book. He's crazy. He was like a full-on druggy, bikey guy, got radically born again, goes on a missions trip to Africa and, and comes across this child who's been killed by a, um, what are they called? The landmine, landmine things. And he's so moved and he's like, God, I'm in. Like, I'll do whatever. And so he literally lives, I think he lives in Kenya or he goes there and he, he, because he knows guns, he's a bikey. Like he got an AK-47, and he's fighting the LRA, which is the evil Joseph Coney stealing the children, child army stuff. Like this guy is not messing around. But none of it is possible without the Holy Spirit. Like he's very aware of like how he sort of does stuff. And so 
one time he's driving along, he's got, he's in a truck, uh, sorry, like a four-wheel drive, and he's got one behind him. So it's just a couple of guys, not their main big sort of squad or whatever. And they see in the distance, this is in Kenya, a village, and they see smoke. And they know from experience that the LRA has just come and they're pillaging the village, you know, and they literally, they attack the women, they kill the men, they steal the children, like it's just beyond. And, and so he, they, they're like, okay, what do we do? We don't, have, like, we can't fight, you know. And then he just feels the Holy Spirit say, like, just gun it. So they go the crazy, literally physically as fast as they could towards this village, which is super unsafe. Like the road, there's not, you know, it's, I imagine, dirt road, like the, you know, just, it is, it's dirt road, like dust and crazy. And, and they get there and the LRA have just fled. And they saw the crazy dust cloud of the two cars gunning it as fast as they possibly could and thought that there was like a proper the full gang, the full squad army of, you know, people that come. And so they fled. Isn't that incredible? I mean, there's a similar story in the Bible, you know, like amazing. I just love that. You just, like that, I mean, I don't know who here, maybe none, is going to go to Kenya and fight the LRA, but we've all got a part to play and the Holy Spirit is the main thing. You can't really live out your call of God unless you want to flow with this Holy Spirit. And it's this crazy, wild, amazing wind. And it's big like that and it's life-changing and life-saving, but it is those daily things and they are connected. Like don't feel like, okay, well, I'm not doing that, so whatever, I'll just go to work. It's like even in your work, even in your day, even in your prayer time that, you know, half an hour before work or the, you know, just spending time, one time I was feeling really like I was listening to worship music and I was walking home and I was feeling really like sort of swept up in this. I'm like, oh, Lord, you're so good. Oh, what do you want me to do? I'll go, you know, and I'm looking around like, oh, I'll go and sort of pray for someone or talk to someone. And I really felt the Holy Spirit say, go home and make dinner for Caleb. I was like, all right, fine, you know. So that's what I did, you know. And But that can be like a Holy Spirit act, like to love one another and serve one another and be in tune with that too. Oh, I just feel like I'm going to just text that person. I'm just going to, you know, that nice thing I was thinking about him, I'm going to tell, you know, like this is all part of it. This wind is so glorious. And you know what? It's the best feeling. Like, you know, when it's the boiling, like muggy 42 degree days and it's just like everyone's dying and it's super hot. And then like 9 or 10 p.m., that cool wind comes. Is there a great, that when you get that cool breeze finally come, like that's the Holy Spirit. You know when you've been like in another country, maybe some crazy like polluted city and it's all, you know, and then you get out of the airport and you come and you got Australia and we've got this blue sky and the air is fresh. Mate, go to Queenstown. I know we talk about it a lot, but there's something, something in the air there. It's, the, it's this alpine like... This fresh air, that's the Holy Spirit. Breathe in deep this fresh, beautiful, sweet, thirst-quenching, refreshing air of the Holy Spirit because we can't live without it. And I think there's people that don't realise just how suffocated they are. They need the air, you know. Our car, we have 
our car is like, I don't know, 10, 15 years old, but it has no ventilation. Like, I don't know what is going on in this car. Like, you get in the car, you close the windows, and then all of a sudden, you're, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And you're just turning all the knobs and like trying to get air and then just windows down like, oh my goodness. Do you get that feeling when you're like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, you know, and you're just like, air, 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 oh. That's the Holy Spirit. Breathe in deep this air, church. It's so good. It's so good. It's the oxygen for our soul, our spirit, this wind. We can get caught up and swept up in it. And there is absolutely no greater way to live. So do it. This week, Holy Spirit, you're with me. Walk with me. Where, what do I do? What do I, you know, maybe there's big differences. Probably not. But, oh, I'm just going to work on this thing. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to pray like this. I'm going to pray at this time for this long. And I'm going to just... This is how we live. And you get that momentum. You get that wind in your sails. And day after day, you, get, you just get further. You just start really gaining some ground. You know what I mean? Caught up in the wind. Cool. Let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.